it going today, guys? I'm back here live in the studio once again for another episode of Hot Takes at CP3. Today is July 28, 2020, and I'm joined by a guest we haven't had on in a year or two, but he's back again, <laughs> Kobe Horton. Kobe, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? Nice to be back. It's been a while, but hopefully back better than ever. Oh, yeah. You know, we're happy to have you back, Kobe. And like you said, you know, we're back and better than ever, baby. So we got lots of good stuff for y'all. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I probably watched about over 30 hours of baseball this last weekend. And i be honest, I wish I watched more. So yeah, exactly. what about you, Kobe? I'm, you watching I'm, just, I'm glad that sports are back, especially baseball. Baseball is one of my top sports. So glad to be watching it. I watched a lot this weekend. Hope to see the Braves get another W tonight if they can come back after that L last night. Yeah, you know, I'm excited to watch Kyle Wright go in there and pitch. It's going to be fun to see that and see what mm-hmm. he can do for us. Also, I'm not going to lie, I did watch a lot of uh, preseason NBA as well. I had yeah. to watch the Rockets, had to watch a little LeBron, you know, check in with see what everybody's doing. But obviously, I think the biggest story that we had break out over the weekend had to be the Seahawks trade for Jamal Adams. Um, kind of. I mean, what do you think, Kobe? The Seahawks overpay for it, and you want to you want to try to tell them what all they gave up? Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about it earlier today. I looked into it some more. Yeah, the Seahawks got a Adams and a twenty twenty two fourth rounder, and the Jets got a twenty twenty one first rounder and third rounder with a twenty twenty two first rounder, and also Bradley McDougland. So yeah, the Seahawks they did give up a lot of pieces there, but. I'm going to take the side of the Seahawks I won this uh, trade because I really think that Adams is light years above McDougland. And like we were talking about earlier, I think Adams could be arguably one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah, you know, I think Adams probably is top. I would definitely say he's easily top three safety in the league. I mean, the plays he makes, and you also got to think about this too, he's playing on the Jets defense, which is obviously mm-hmm. not a very great defense. So the fact that he's able to have that kind of impact somewhere like that, and just imagine what they can do when they plug him in Seattle. Like, don't get me wrong, the Seahawks, I think that he's another star they need on that defense and that he's a good replacement to have, plus he's young and you can go out there and pay him. I mean, that pretty much sealed mm-hmm. the deal for me and knowing that they don't want to play Clowney. But be honest with you, I think they overpaid and gave a little bit too much yeah. up. I mean, if I was the Jets GM and I got that call, I would say, shit, send the paper over work over yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's go ahead and ink this deal. I mean, a fourth. when you think about it, you get two first-round picks and a fourth-round pick. Like That alone right there is enough. I mean, when you, in the NFL, when you're drafting first-round picks, you're pretty much draft star players. So, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, when you're the Jets and you're as far away from winning as they are, I think it's what they needed. So, yeah. And you even get a starting safety, too, to replace him. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, <laughs> I mean, for the Seahawks in a win-now situation, it's a good trade. But at the same time, I just don't really like trading my first-round picks, yeah. especially in the NFL nowadays. I think the draft picks are so important and so valuable. So... I mean, I think the Seahawks got a good player, but mm-hmm. I think it's definitely going to come back to bite them in years down yeah, the road. I, I can see both sides. Um, I like I, – I said the Seahawks won the battle, but I do like – think the Jets that got a – they got good picks. And um, to, to round off on that, I really do think that the Seahawks are in a win-now mentality. They want to win this year. There's a lot of competition in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got to go through the Chiefs, a lot of other teams on that side. So I think that – both teams had good good pieces to the each side, but I think the Seahawks are going to end up winning the trade after a while. See, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm side <laughs> with the Jets here on this one. I think the Jets need to replace a lot of things, so I think they just got more that they can use to replace. And mm-hmm. 
You know, at the end of the day for the Jets, honestly, I think they more so need to go out and get pieces to put around Sam Darnold. So I think that I mean, so I think this gives them what they need. You know, they can they can pretty much go ahead and draft a new young core on offense. Because I mean, outside of Darnold, I mean, Denzel Mims is good. I don't know how good mm-hmm. he's going to be though. Is trying to be their number one option, yeah. and that offensive line is going to need some help as well. So. The Jets honestly made the right decision. They're pretty far away mm-hmm. from winning, so why not yeah. go ahead and do it? And plus, too, like when your star player doesn't want to be there, I feel like it sets a bad culture in yeah, the locker that's room. That's true. So he they, out. Yeah. He's been wanting out for a while. That's what I'm saying. Like it, when you want out like that, you have to fix the culture in the locker room. That's the Jets. That I just like it because everyone's calling the Seahawks kind of crazy. I mean, I know it's the safety, and that's not really you don't really give up that much for a safety. You know, mm-hmm. we've seen in the years past the Bears got. Khalil Mack and they got in a, or gave up a lot in yeah. return. So we'll see if this ends up the same. I think it helped out the, the Bears with Mack and hopefully the Seahawks can say the same next year. Yeah, see, that is the thing that they gave up pretty much the exact same as you gave up for Mack. I yeah, mean, I know it's the same, I've, which is different. Yeah, I value a pass. I, don't know, I feel like pass rusher is one of those valuable guys. Yeah, it definitely is. I was looking into um, something with contracts and quarterbacks and pass rushers. They were saying mm-hmm. are the top two tiers of you know most valuable you know links to the yeah. team. No, I completely agree with that. I mean, getting honestly, I'd say left tackle is probably the next after mm-hmm. that. I mean, oh, yeah. what you do with the trenches is so huge. So definitely be interesting to see how that one pans out. Let's move now to a little NBA action. Let's so finally, we got some decent, you know, some some better stories coming out so far. Um, obviously, we had Lou Williams stopping at Magic City to get some chicken <laughs> wings. But gotta get the wings. Yeah, yeah, you had got to get the wings at Magic City, but. Let's talk here about Bull Bull. Bull Bull has been going off ever since he's come out here. He never really got much of a chance this season. Mm-hmm. Actually, he didn't log a single NBA minute all season long. And finally, he's come out here, played a little bit. The Nuggets started uh, all their power forwards and centers mm-hmm. that one game as their starting five yeah, funny. Yeah, but crazy. Michael Porter Jr. also dropped 20 last night. You know, the Nuggets, all of a sudden, they have a real nice young core with these guys who look like they're emerging, not to mention the fact Jamal Murray's 23 and Jokic is 25. Um, do you think the Nuggets have a young team that's prepared to run the West in the next two to three years? Oh, yeah. I Like you, we were talking about earlier, I think that the Nuggets have a good chance to be a kind of modern-day Golden State Warriors team. Um, like you were saying, you know, I don't know if they have a shot this year that with that star power out in L.A. with LeBron for the Lakers and Kawhi in, at the Clippers. But, um, yeah, I think they really do have a chance to be something special here in the next couple of years with Bull Bull. And Michael Porter, you know, Bulbul's he's a beast. Well, how tall is he? He's bigger than seven foot, right? Yeah, and he can shoot the he three can, and shoot handle the three. Yeah. He brought the ball up. I saw that one play in a block off the backboard and brought the ball up and splacked one in someone's face. Yeah, no, the, honestly, the thing I like the most about watching him play is what he does defending the rim and the fact that he's so mm-hmm. versatile and can run the floor like that, like... Those players that can defend the rim like that for you, they can play out on the perimeter. I mm-hmm. feel like they give you the most disadvantages in the NBA. Then you got a guy in like Michael Porter Jr. here. Who, I mean, he probably would have been the number one overall pick if he was healthy when he yeah. was in college. Like, and that was in a stacked draft class too, where he fell out of those top guys. So I mean, he's also got a little something to prove too. I think those guys with Jokic's passing and just his ability. I mean, he's already top three center in the league. Mm-hmm. And then Jamal Murray. You know, Jamal Murray's thing is. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's definitely a consistent player, but those nights, you know, when he's not playing as well, I think that that just comes with him being young, you know. Mm-hmm, so I exactly. think the Nuggets right here, I mean, that's that's for your starting five right there, and you throw Will Barton in there. I mean, yeah. that's crazy good team. I mean, they'll probably have an, have a contract opening his Millsaps off the books, and he's mm-hmm. top five highest paid player in the league right mm-hmm. now just because when he signed his deal. So I feel like it opens up so much and gives them so much versatility what they can do with their roster. And, I mean, when you can play Bull Bull out on the perimeter and have Jokic in the middle, I mean, they're going to be a matchup nightmare from these teams, and teams won't be able to use small ball lineups and stuff on them. Oh, yeah. 
it's huge that these young guys are emerging so fast. Um, like I said, I think they're going to be a great team. They're going to have a lot of young pieces that are going to turn into beasts. Um, and I think they will be a force to be reckoned with in the couple the years to come. You know, I think they play a lot like the uh, the Hawks team that was really good, the one seed mm-hmm. when we were the one seed in the East. They have great ball movement. Um, you know, they have a veteran guy like Millsap there, great young center like you said. You know, you had Bol Bol, Michael Porter, and you know got a solid bench. They're gonna be solid here in the next few years. It's just they, all they got to do really is overcome LeBron or Kawhi and then they're going to be straight. Yeah, the other thing too is, you know, you got that home home court advantage mm-hmm. with the altitude difference in Denver that's Huge. always going to help them out. So, yeah. you know, they're always going to lock up. I mean, for the most part, they're going to lock up that number one seed in the West probably mm-hmm. year in and year out. So that yeah. plays to their advantage too. So, yeah. Things are definitely looking up in Denver. I mean, it's it's fun young team to watch. I'm definitely, I definitely want to see though them get Bull Bull <laughs> in there in some of these actual game games. Yeah. I like the fact they're getting them into action now. Um, like I said earlier, Lou Will is obviously uh, quarantined. He's going to have to miss the first two games mm-hmm. just because of the way the timing and everything lines up. Patrick Beverly left the Orlando <laughs> bubble and is yet to return still. A little scandal. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, he, he said he had some had some uh, family issues. Yeah. So hopefully nothing too serious there. But does the absence of these two guys change things for the Clippers, in your opinion? Oh, yeah, for sure it does. You know, those are two great guards that you ha- got to have to make a big run in the West, you know. I think they could hold their own without them in maybe the first round mm-hmm. in these last couple of games, but they want to lock up that two seed. They're only one and a half games up on the Nuggets in the th- at the three spot, so they're going to need them to come back and lock it up so they can get, you know, it's not really home court advantage anymore with this tournament being in the, the bubble in Orlando, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's huge for them to return because those are two guys you need especially adding depth to when they play the Lakers like I'm assuming they will mm-hmm. um, they're gonna just they're gonna have to have guys who can come off the bench like Lou or Pat Bev I know one of them's a starter but you know you gotta have just those guys to to be successful I feel like no I agree with you completely and I think they're honestly two of the most key players that you can't be missing just because you know Pat Bev when they didn't have him this year in seven games they were two and seven in those games but on top of that mm-hmm. Pat Bev you know he kind of I feel like he's just like brings He's he sets the tone, you know, yeah, for how things are. Level. Yeah, he's got the energy, and he's mm-hmm. your enforcer. Every single team yeah. has to have your enforcer who has that energy level like that, and that's what Patrick Beverly is for the team. But also, Lou Will leads the team in assists. Yeah, and I mean, even though Pat Bev's not a crazy skilled offensive player, still he plays defense. point guard for a reason because he moves the ball and his defense too. Yeah. So. I think missing these guys is huge, and honestly, Kawhi's been awful too. I mean, he was he was a uh, six for twenty two last game shooting at a one for I think like a one for twelve, one for eight mm-hmm. outing, and like a three for eight. So I mean, Kawhi's not shooting the ball well. I will say this though: Kawhi's the only athlete that I'll give the benefit of the doubt that he can actually turn it on in the playoffs. Yeah. Kawhi and LeBron are the two play or athletes that no matter how bad they're playing in the season. I know for a fact they can turn it on in the playoffs, but the Clippers still haven't really had a chance. I mean, Paul George missed a lot of games. Kawhi, yeah. I mean, they had so many guys in and out of the lineup. I feel like they haven't had the chance yeah. they need to get everything to mesh and click, and, you know, now's kind of the time you need that, mm-hmm. and that's what I thought was going to happen for them in the bubble. I mean, I said I thought they were going to win the championship right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I right now. That's what I was about to ask you. Who do you have out west? I mean, right now I would have to go with the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I I'd definitely don't the think the Lakers' thing. rosters is good. I think that let's put it this way: I think the Lakers or the Clippers, if one of those two teams makes it out, they'll for sure win the championship. The Rockets, I don't think could handle the Bucks, but I think they can handle the Clippers or the Lakers. Yeah. So I think it's going to be crazy just this year because there's not going to be really 
home court advantage, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be weird synthetic noise in this in the crowd or yeah. whatever, and it's going to be weird. Anything can happen, you know. This I feel like there's going to be storylines on top of storylines, you know. Mm-hmm. Imagine there's the playoffs coming, some one of LeBron test positive for COVID, you know. Yeah. Something like that, that could be a huge storyline. He has to sit out for a week, and that's you know, that could be the series. So you don't really know. Anything crazy could happen, but, you know, barring all that mess, I still think the Lakers are the most talented and have – the most to play for, and I think that they are going to come out of the West, in my opinion. See, I don't think the Lakers are, too ta- are the most talented. I honestly think that outside, I mean, Kuzma doesn't play as well with the Lakers team right mm-hmm. now because his best position is power forward, but the mm-hmm. problem is he's the third best power forward they have because of <laughs> yeah. LeBron and Davis. But yeah. I just feel like that LeBron and Davis, you have the best combo of two of the top players in the league that best makes deal, the Lakers yeah. better. But to be honest with you, especially without Rondo too, I think the rest of their roster is built, made up of a bunch of has-beens. But Waiters <laughs> looks like Waiters you looks don't like, like JR. You don't like JR. Oh, I like JR, but he's definitely a has-been at this point. Yeah. But I mean, Waiters yeah. honestly, Waiters is a guy who can really, really help them. And I mean, he's shot creation, and everything is so great. But the problem is, I mean, I guess that LA weed or that Vegas weed or whatever <laughs> he's got, he's got with him right now. He's down. Orlando yeah. is hitting right because he's been playing he's well. Been but, playing very well. I mean, that's what they need though is another guy to come in and just create shots. But right now, I would definitely take. Uh, don't feel great about it, but I would take the Lakers to win the West. But I think it's wide open, and honestly, I think we'll see a lot of these teams fight, claw, and scratch in the East and West to get out to get in a situation where they're not facing the Bucks or the Lakers till late in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, because you like you said, they have the chance that somebody's going to get COVID and be out, and I mean, those teams can't really afford to be missing their exactly. top guy. And the Bucks have had it going around; they've had yeah. two guys test positive, so. It's gonna be we'll interesting. See it. it will be interesting. Interesting finish. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm ready for things to get Thursday going. Thursday, it's going to be very much anticipated. Hey, two more, two more sleeps till we're yep, watching exactly. NBA basketball we're again. That's back. That's what I'm saying, man. Um, last kind of big thing that came out is Sabonis hurt his foot. Um, do you think the Pacers are pretty much going to pack it in for the season at this yeah. point? Yeah, I do. I think that with this, you know. Oladipu, you know, we don't really know if he's going to play or not. I'm thinking he's leaning more towards no. Um, you know, they're sitting in the fifth seed right now, tied with the 76ers. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for them to, you know, do anything because Sabonis is now hurt. And, you know, like what you were saying, what was it, Jeremy Lamb? He's, he's yeah, hurt he's, as well. Yeah, he's out, yeah, he's he's out, out for the season. Yeah, he's out for the season. That's correct. Um, and, yeah, I think they're going to be hanging it up. I mean, they'll, they'll make the playoffs, obviously, and they'll play, but I think it's – it's going to be hard for them to make a run. No, I agree with you completely. And honestly, even without Oladipo, I thought they could maybe win a game or two and keep things close. But yeah. without Oladipo and now Sabonis, I mean, not only do you not have those two guys, and it hurts you a lot, but at the same time, I feel like just like the psyche and you know everything mm-hmm. just... I feel like it doesn't Demeanor. bring the, yeah, the kind of energy you need on the team yeah. heading in there. Because, you know, when they have Oladipo and Sabonis and Turner and the whole squad in there, I mean, honestly, not having Jeremy Lamb hurts... But it doesn't hurt as much when you have those guys in there. Yeah. And I thought that they presented some of the biggest mismatches for teams because you can play Warren at the three or the four, which you know, mm-hmm. then you That's can huge. yeah, and you can part two of the you two of the better big man combo. And we know how Yon, you I mean you can easily use those guys to make Giannis make everybody else beat you, kind of like the Raptors did, mm-hmm. and especially with Oladipo's perimeter defense, but. I think without Sabonis in there, that changes everything. I mean, Oladipo hasn't made his decision yet, but I think he's going to choose not to play, which I mean is the smartest thing for him. A guy yeah. entering free agency, a guy who's come back from an injury, he's shown that he can still play. I mean, he's played, he pl- didn't play as well in those first two games, but this last yeah. game he played decent, yeah. and the energy and everything looks like it's there for him. Again. Yeah, I think it's just he's he might think you know, hey, I could come out and you know probably not play as good in enter free agency and not get as big of a contract as I want. 
so that he's probably has that in the back of his mind, you mm-hmm. know. But I'm sure being a basketball player, you know, you always want to get out there and play and help your team win. But yeah, I think this Sabonis being out is going to hurt the Pacers, and I think. You said, you know, you said that Sabonis being there, would, you know, you thought they would win one or two, right? I mean, with Sabonis there, to be honest with you, I thought the Pacers were a legit contender to win the East. Like, really? I'm not going to sit really? here and say okay. I thought say they <laughs> I were didn't going know you to. Felt like that. But when the, they have the lineup they have in there, the amount of mismatches that they present to other teams, yeah. with, with especially with Oladipo in there, too, I feel like that they stack up against any of those teams yeah. in the East. To be honest with you, none of those teams in the East, to me, like, I feel like no team is really that much better than all of them. Because I mean, the Bucks are like dominating the, the regular lot. season, but we've seen how you can beat them, and there's teams that can match up with them. Honestly, I think the 76ers are the t- – I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say the 76ers are going to come out of the East or anything, but 76ers seem like they might have had a fundamental change in things. And mm-hmm. I thought the Pacers would be the team to watch out for that could sneak up on you, but now I think it might be the Sixers that are the team to sn- that watch for to sneak up on yeah, you. Yeah, I like them. They have – they have the talent. It's, it's crazy seeing Ben Simmons pull up from three, you know, <laughs> yeah. without hesitation. I, I love it. So if that's something we see in the playoffs, that could help them out a ton. Mm-hmm. But I think my team to look out for is the Heat. I like them. Ooh. I like them a lot. I think they. Uh, I think they can. They can make a run. You know, I, I like. I like Harrow. I mean, you know, he's not going to give you like yeah twenty five in a night, but you know, he's a great solid option. Butler. I just I like the Miami boys. I think they're still one piece away, and also yeah, the thing I'm not is, saying come out. The yeah, yeah, I'm just like saying team to look, watch out for to make a little run. That's my team probably. See, my only problem is like they're going to be one of those teams that fights and claws and scratches to get out of their seating because right now they're in the four slot. Yeah, so you know, the they, yeah, they're trying to get out of there. They don't, they want to see they want to see um, they don't want to see the 76ers in the first round and they don't want to see the Bucks in the second round. Yeah, they, so. yeah, because if they end up four or five, mm-hmm. they're playing Bucks. Nah, that's in the what I'm saying. No, I agree. So. And plus, the Heat were horrible on the road and better at home, so yeah. I think that plays a disadvantage for them too. So, hey, we'll see. You know, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I like I like the Bucks. I like what you know they have, and mm-hmm. I think you know it will be interesting to see what teams do to, with Antetokounmpo. You know because they were they kind of the Raptors shut him down when they had that game plan you know centered around him. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I don't know if maybe he developed his game a little more to where he can shoot outside and be oh more my gosh. of a threat. If he, if he shoots a jumper, it's I over. Mean, yeah, he's best. He'll probably be best player ever if he can get some rings. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he would get some rings if he could start making some threes and get some, you know, he probably wouldn't even need that many other pieces on the Bucks with him. If Giannis starts passing threes, not only will he average 40 points a game, but <laughs> he will win tons of titles yes. and be the best player ever. Yeah, yeah he starts, yeah, that's something that we don't want to see, so. Yeah, just imagine him with like a Kevin Durant type three, then oh my. it's over. I oh mean, my gosh, yeah. yeah. And plus he's been killing off too in these preseason games. Yeah. He's been playing like 20 minutes, he scored 21, and he scored like 24 and 23 yeah. in 20 minutes, so I mean. It'll be crazy to see. I'm so excited to, to watch the NBA, man. <laughs> oh, shit, trust me, same here, bro. It's um, Y'all are about to never see me again after <laughs> once we get MLB, right. NBA and MLB back. Um, let's switch back here now to a little football. We had okay. a, another big story come out today, and that was uh, Dante Hightower, star linebacker for the Patriots. Um, he said he's going to sit out this season. Do you think the Patriots can make the playoffs this season, or do you think it's out of the question now and this is a loss they can't get over? I've been I've been sitting on this one for a while. I I think that it really hurts them defensively because they're a defensive team. They you know had the best defense probably mm-hmm. in the league last year. I would say um, number one scoring defense. I'm pretty sure, and that hurts having that top guy you know middle of the field right there 
coming out and, or opting out and not playing. I think that they still make the playoffs because it's Bill Belichick and he's got Cam Newton, but I think that it hurts them to win the division because I think I'm going to go take the Bills now actually to win that division with all this with this news here. So I like the Bills to win the division, but I still think the Patriots can make the playoffs. See, I I like the Bills to win the division both ways. I thought it was going to be tight, though, with the Patriots getting Newton and everything. But mm-hmm. they've lost a good bit of guys off defense. Rob Nikovich left. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Chung. I can't remember who the other players they lost. But they lost yeah, three they or four lost guys some, already. But, I mean, Belichick can make up for a lot of things. But I feel like losing Hightower is the biggest one. We yeah. saw when he sat, when he missed a couple games two yeah. years ago how many points they were giving up mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, Belichick is definitely still going to make the most out of what he's got, but it's so late at this point now, you can't find anything whatsoever to replace a guy like Dante Hightower is going to do for this team. I personally don't think they'll be able to make the playoffs. I still think they're going to be competitive, and I still think the Patriots will win games, but, I mean, without him in there, it's massive. I mean, with him in there, with a guy like Newton, I mean, you get a lead, and you can just run, 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 Mm -hmm. run, you know. That's why I like him. Yeah, and you get him with the defense and everything, but Hightower, I mean, he's the quarterback of the defense. Your middle linebacker is usually your smartest cerebral guy. He's Calling yeah. out, pointing everything out. Yeah, he's setting Big the tone for your blocks. team. Yeah, and it's. I feel like he's ir- he's the most. He's probably the most irreplaceable player on the whole team. Yeah, it's it's definitely gonna hurt him. I'm not saying it won't, but I'm putting my trust in the the old ball coach and Belichick. I like I like him. I just I think he's the best coach probably in NFL history, and I I think that he can put something together, pull something on the back of it, bag of tricks out, and you know make something happen where they can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Scratch into the wild card place. I saw. I like him. No, I see. It's that's. I mean, I don't think it's like losing him is going to make their season go from like a potential like a fringe playoff team to like a fringe <laughs> worst team in the league. Yeah. But I mean, like you know, like you said, you still have the best coach in football, and he's a defensive minded guy. But mm-hmm. you know, it's it's going to be tight. And I feel like yeah, I feel like close. not having that could make it worse. But then again, at the same time, I don't. I'm sure he can opt back in and play if they're yeah, doing well. Yeah, you know, and if things can, yeah. there are a lot of things can change between now and then. So I mean, that is another thing to think about. I mean, it's a long, long, long NFL season, and with a long season like that, I mean, players I'm sure can opt out and then opt back in. Yeah, for sure. That's um, that's going to be something to think about. If he could come back in, then you know that changes a lot of things too because. Yeah, it's just going to be crazy with the COVID, how the season's going to mm-hmm. play out. You know, we don't really, I don't really know what the rules, how the rules are going to change yeah. with free agency and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a big loss for sure at the end of the day. Yeah, that's going to be a weird thing to see, honestly, if players going to be able to opt back into play yeah. if things change up or if, if something comes, you know, like if, uh, um, why am I forgetting the name? What the, uh, What's it, or what's it called for a virus when you uh, when they have a cure for it? No, the vaccine. The yeah. vaccine. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I could not think of my tongue either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that word can slip your tongue. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't use it often, so yeah. I'll, that's what, that's what I'll use my excuse. But also too, you know, like Eddie Goldman opted out today for the Bears. I mean, it's gonna be weird to see. I wonder if they're gonna give like a timeline that players need to decide if they're gonna. I mean, yeah. obviously with teams and camps like Gurley even threatened to do it, but he still showed up today. Yeah. So. I mean, it's going to be weird to see if some of these guys opt out. I mean, I'm sure there will be a couple outbreaks like we saw with the Marlins this mm-hmm. week. Um, let's say, actually, you know, I don't know we don't have that on the rundown, but we should probably bring that one up a little bit. Yeah. So everything that went on with the Marlins today and mm-hmm. everything that went into place, um, first off, honestly, I was very relieved to see that no Phillies players tested positive. I thought that was a very encouraging sign. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, do you think we'll make it through this? you think we'll get to see October baseball, or do you think? I mean, it's making me nervous with all the Marlins players that 
it's you know it's kind of weird that it's only one team that's been affected. You, I mm. think they came out and said the Phillies players were good, right? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, that no one got that. Mm. So that's great news. Um, that's got to be something that my, Miami was doing wrong. I don't know if they were the players weren't listening to protocol or breaking rules, but it's just weird to me that 15 other guys get it. I guess you know it does make sense kind of because they're so close in a clubhouse, but that's gonna be weird because. They're gonna to have to delay their games, and you know it's it's gonna be an effect on the season. If this happens to multiple teams, it could trickle down and just kind of spread. So you know it's just it's up in the air. It's kind of hard to predict, but I I think that they can figure out a way. I'm just hoping that they're not gonna to have to delay the season anymore. No, I agree with you completely. Um, I think that I personally think honestly it was the wake up call we needed. Like I saw so many more people wearing masks, so much more <laughs> yeah. like social distancing type stuff going on after that. And mm-hmm. I'm a little I'm a little insider source of the Braves and he said when the Marlins were in town for those preseason games, they weren't given a damn. So yeah. honestly I think it's more like a wake up call for them and I think it's a good thing too. Like I feel like everyone's gonna be so much more cautious and so much more careful after that because, mm-hmm. I mean Luckily, we have the plan in place and everything to deal mm-hmm. with things like this, but I think it's definitely, you know, it's just a little scary to think we could be two or three days in. I mean, my <laughs> yeah. thing, honestly, hit like... really fast out of nowhere. It's kind of crazy that it hit that, mm-hmm. like that. And, like, like I don't want to be that guy, but at the same time, like, honestly, it's so frustrating. It pisses me off how everyone's just so negative about the fact that we're playing and everything. Like, mm-hmm. this is what we needed. Like, honestly, it's the happiest I've been, I've been since this yeah. shit happened that we have baseball bad. But on top of that, like... You know we have the plans in place and everything. Like we saw, saw countries that are way behind us technologically and everything be able to continue and pull, finish out their soccer mm-hmm. league. So I just don't see any reason we shouldn't make it happen. And people need to shut up and let yeah. the MLB handle their stuff and yeah. mind their own freaking business. And just be if you look, let's put it this way: if you don't think the MLB shouldn't be playing, don't watch and mind your own business. Yeah. Is all I have to say. Yeah, to exactly. <laughs> I mean, hey, let's just be happy that sports are back. I mean, it's been so long. You know, mm-hmm. this this is the longest time since what probably. I think in MLB history they said actually, barring you know World War Two um, and World War One that baseball has gone without playing. Yeah, because they played part of that season, then they yeah, got, got yeah. for the lockout. Yeah, and it's just been it was crazy. It's been more than 365 days, and you know it's great just to have it back. So yeah, I think that I agree with you on that point. Of you know, let's just <laughs> be happy that baseball's back, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I want you to stay positive, but on a not so positive note. The Braves had to option Mike Fultonevich back down to the back down the minors. They have six days to decide what they want to do with him before that he would be up for arbitration, pretty much. Yes. Um, first off, I want to say this about Mike Fultonevich. I feel um, bad for him because he went from an All Star starter to pretty much throwing meatballs only. And when Mike Fulty's out there, I feel like that he it, it, the next pitch is going to be a home run ball every single time he's it, in there pitching. Yeah. I don't have much confidence in Fulty, but be honest with you, I think the Braves need to be done with him and move on. He's clearly damaged goods, and we yeah. don't have time to waste on it. Cole Hamels is going to be coming back. I mean, it kind of sucks that Felix Hernandez opted not to play because, yeah. I mean, he'd be the perfect person to replace him. But I think we need to try some of these young guys out here for the next until Hamels is ready, see what we yeah. can get with them, and maybe even, you know, go for we can do something where we put Tukey in there and then put um, Chasen in there, you know, could maybe yeah. a little run a little something like that or, like, mm-hmm. do like we did with Nuke, you know, have each one of those guys yeah. go in there, throw two, three innings and try to get the yeah. game over with for us. So I think there's a lot of different creative things we yeah. can try. But I think Fulty's days need to be over. And, I mean, I still think Fulty has value and tons of teams yeah. would still love to mm-hmm. give a guy like that a chance that has his potential. What do you think about it, everything it, with them? It does, it does make me just a little bit nervous just because I know that really my – 
you know, the two pitchers that the Braves have mm-hmm. that I know that are always going to go out there and give you a good game are Soroka and Freed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, you kind of it's it's up in the air. Newcombs, eh, sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. I liked what I saw from Chasen on Sunday. He looked he looked fantastic yeah. against New York, but you know, he's not. He's not an ace. So uh, to be honest with you, Jason fell off pretty hard. Yeah, like I was like did. when we signed him at first, I said he was, was next to worthless. So I'll stand corrected on that one. <laughs> yeah, but he kind of made you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope. Let's put it this way. I hope I have to take my words yeah, back on that one. That and would apologize. Be, yeah, so. I I hope so too. But you know, it's kind of to the point with Fulty. Like it's enough. Enough is enough. You know. You know. Mm-hmm. With everything that happened in the playoff game last year. Oh my god. I just. I game one or game you know game two it was when he started and he looked fantastic. I had so much hope going into game five mm-hmm. that we were going to beat them. We come back home, you know, we're going to take care of business against the Cardinals, and then he gives up seven in the first inning, can't even get out, get two outs. Um, just kind of erase that from my memory. Yeah, it's it's just not. It's as a Atlanta fan, we don't want to talk about it. Sucks just bringing it up, but like <laughs> that's just something that since we're talking about Fulty, it just comes up, and that's yeah. always going to be wrapped around him. You know, like. 10 run first inning that's him kind of and I hate I like I like him and I know that he's a good he's a good guy and you know he can he can still be a good pitcher but for the Braves I don't know if he he needs to be in this organization anymore just with the young pitchers that we can bring up you know Ian Anderson Kyle Wright starting tonight Mm -hmm. if we see something good from them tonight you know or Kyle tonight and maybe bring Ian up I think Fulty's days are for sure done no, absolutely. I mean, I think they're done regardless, but yeah, we'll definitely be fine. I mean, once Cole Hamels gets back, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. And honestly, King Felix, if we had him, I mean, I would say even more so, we'll be fine. So yeah, it's um, it's it's hope it's concerning, but hopefully, you know, I think Fulty can still be a good pitcher for a team. I mm-hmm. think it's just to, with the Braves, you know, if he he kind of gets down on himself, he like yesterday, for example, when he was pitching, mm-hmm. first two innings, he looks great out there. He gets out of a jam, but third inning, you know, he walks two guys, kind of gets down on himself, throws a meatball right down the middle, threw a homer. Yeah. Game's a completely different game now. It's 4-1. No. So it's just kind of like you got to you gotta be confident in yourself, and I know that he can. It's just It was concerning to me yesterday. He was throwing so much slower on his velocity with his fastball. Um, I don't know if that's a mind thing or something that he's if he's hurt, mm-hmm. but if if he's hurt, then that's something they need to figure out because he is he is good when he's good, but when he is bad, it he is he gets up <laughs> a lot of home runs and walks. No, absolutely, I completely agree with you there. So, got a little cause for concern. We're making good time, so might as well throw a little something extra in here. <laughs> Are you concerned with Ronald Acuna Jr. start to the season? In 19 at bats, he struck out 11 times, and he has three hits. He's not even hitting his weight at 158 right now. Um, are is this? A, are you concerned? Do you think it's just you know a little slow start to the season? Or the only thing that's concerning to me is the amount of strikeouts and just watching him. He doesn't look. He doesn't look like Ronald Acuna to me that I've mm-hmm. seen in the last two or year and a half. Um, but it is early. It's the we know we've played four games. Mm-hmm. We haven't even had a home game yet. I'm concerned that he's not seeing the ball well right now. But am I concerned that this is going to be a common theme for him throughout the whole year? Um, now I think he's going to bounce back and he's going to start getting into a Ronald Acuna-like streak and hit, you know, hit a couple home runs and get kind of more into the groove of things. But yeah, he he needs to if he start can start making contact with the ball. I think we're going to start seeing some 
good things for him again. I agree with you completely. To be honest with you, I'm not too concerned with it right now. Yeah. I just think it's the beginning of the season. You yeah. Know, he's trying to get a feel for things. And the whole delay on the yeah, season, too. The, exactly. Like the, you know, the whole timing for the season, everything was thrown off a little bit. So I think he's just got to go ahead and get, this, get in the swing of things. And to be honest with you, the way Dansby's hitting the ball right now, he can afford <laughs> yeah. he can afford to yeah. take a little bit of time to come along. But I know for a fact a guy that talented will turn it on. And even if he doesn't, I'm not really concerned about it yeah. long term. It's kind of a weird situation with everything going on this yeah. season. And, you know, he was. A MVP, not MVP frontrunner, but definitely a contender. You know, top three guy mm-hmm. to win the MVP, probably behind Yelich and Bellinger. And you know, he might not have that kind of year because it's a weird year, you know. But I think he's still going to end up having a good year, and we're going to see the Ronald Acuna as of last year and the year before. No, I absolutely agree with you there. Well. I've said I've said my fill for this episode. You got yeah. anything else left you want to add, or oh, any no. predictions, or anything? No, not a not not yet. I'm excited to. Hopefully we can do one about the the Lakers Clippers game on Thursday. Um, I'm excited for NBA to come come back. But other than that, I think I said everything I wanted to say. It was a good time and good good time to be back. Hey, it feels good to have you back in here. Trust me, guys. We're about to be we're about to be cranking out all kinds of stuff. Kobe's on TRPLive.com with me as well. So yep. look for us to start posting things over there. But we got lots of good stuff coming for y'all, and I'll talk to y'all again later this week.